I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Here's our host, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio. The headlines over the weekend and today in particular center on the United States scrambling to get the debris from the balloon, China's balloon that was shot down, so that we can learn more about China's capability. But here's a think again moment for you. What if the whole balloon saga was really China assessing America's capability? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, let's think again when it comes to the Chinese balloon saga. Uh, We've heard a lot about it. We've heard a lot of debate about when the balloon should have been shot down, what it was, what it is, what it could be. Uh, I think there's more to it that uh, China is checking out in all of this. And while we're trying to figure out what their capability is, what their intentions were, what they're trying to gather with all of this, uh, I think China's doing the same thing. And so we're going to break that down a little bit in terms of what is it? What is it that China, while everybody's focused on the shiny object of the big balloon, what were they watching? What were they assessing? What might they be cheering for uh, coming out of this? And what should the United States do in relationship to upcoming meetings that uh, China is quite desperate for? Uh, that might have an interesting impact on everything as well. So let's lay the stage just a little bit. Over the weekend, of course, there was uh, lots of commentating going on in terms of where we were with the balloon. It was not shot down yet. Interesting, on ABC this week, Florida Senator Marco Rubio, the top Republican on the Senate Intelligence Committee, said that China was trying to send a symbolic message with its balloon that the U.S. is in decline. But there's a symbolic issue at play here. This is not a coincidence that this thing traversed the United States over sensitive military sites leading up to Blinken's what was scheduled to be his visit to China. This is deliberate. They did this on purpose. They understood that it was going to be spotted. They knew the U.S. government would have to reveal it to people who were going to see it over the sky. And the message they were trying to send is... Uh, what they believe internally, and that is that the United States is a once great superpower that's hollowed out, that's in decline, and the message they're trying to send the world is, look, these guys can't even do anything about a balloon flying over U.S. airspace. How can you possibly count on them if if something were to happen in the Indo-Pacific region? You're going to count, how can you count on them if they're not going to do anything about a balloon over U.S. airspace? How are they going to come to the aid of Taiwan or, or stand with the Philippines or Japan or India if when the Chinese move on their territory? It's a very interesting perspective from Senator Marco Rubio uh, talking about the symbolic nature of all of this. And I actually agree with Senator Rubio on the fact that part of, I think, what China was assessing was our ability to respond 
I think there was a test of will as it relates to the Biden administration. How rapidly would they take in that information? Would they be able to develop a strategy around it, execute it, communicate it, make it all happen? And as we saw, it wasn't fast and it wasn't necessarily strong. And the communication, I think, was was quite bungled and uh, not very effective. And and that's a problem. And again, I don't care if you love President Biden and the administration or you dislike President Biden and the administration. We're talking about national security. And we're talking about the intention of China. And so I agree. I think there were some symbolic components to all of this and sort of a test to say, look, America can't, America can't even figure out what to do with a balloon over their sovereign airspace. You know, if you're in Taiwan, that's a pretty strong message that, hey, maybe we can't count on the United States to to be there and to be there effectively for us. Uh, All the rest of that region has a lot to be worried about as well. And so I do think there were some very subtle things. We'll come back to the back end of this in terms of what China needs moving forward, which is almost in direct uh, conflict with what they've done uh, from a military standpoint with the balloon and what they've actually been able to extract from it. Uh, One more clip from Senator Rubio. He went on to say that the balloon uh, obviously flew over very sensitive military sites. No question about that. Uh, He has questions, of course, about why did we not take this out sooner? You have a balloon that entered through the Alaska, traversed everywhere from Idaho, Montana, across the Midwest, over some of the most sensitive. I mean, look at the, the plight path that this thing took. It's not coincidental. It went over ICBM fields, some of the most sensitive military sites we have, and then exited the southeast uh, of the United States, seaboard of the United States and into the ocean. So there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. What was it spotted? Why was it not brought down sooner over other areas? I'm open-minded to listening to the arguments they make about why wasn't it dealt with sooner. But my point about, you asked about China's comments, this is, the, this is what they wanted the world to see, that they could send a balloon at 60,000 feet over U.S. airspace, over military facilities, and that we would be unable to stop it. And then ultimately, when we shoot it down, if we did... They would argue, look how they overreact to a weather balloon, which is obviously not what it is. All right. So uh, so that's an interesting piece in terms of all of that. So that's sort of the, the strategy behind it in terms of what happens. I want to focus for a minute more on the communication component to all of this. Uh, Representative Mike Gallagher appeared on Fox News Sunday uh, claiming that the administration waited and waited too long to inform the American people about the spy balloon in hopes of saving Secretary Blinken's trip to Beijing. If these Bloomberg reports are true, that the Biden administration deliberately tried to keep the American people in the dark so as to salvage Secretary Blinken's trip to Beijing, that's unacceptable. Allowing this to happen in order to preserve a photo op with Xi Jinping, who's committing genocide, that's foreign policy malpractice. And so the message I have for the Biden administration is don't fall for the Chinese Communist Party charm offensive. It's a farce. It's a bedtime story. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. 
You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. So the communication component to this is also interesting. Did the Biden administration wait hoping to salvage Secretary Blinken's trip to Beijing? Uh, That's a noble goal, by the way. I'm not uh, necessarily against that. Uh, Was it right to withhold that kind of information that was clearly coming out into the public square anyway? So I I think it was more of a communication strategy blunder uh, than trying to do things that would help preserve an important meeting, I think, for the United States. But a meeting that we have to remember is more important to President Xi and China than it is to the United States. So those are are sort of those conflicting messages. Uh, One other message from Representative Gallagher that I thought was important. Uh, He talked about making sure that we keep our eyes on Taiwan. I think this was an interesting test from China to the United States and the message really directed at Taiwan, and that is choose your allies very carefully. 2024, I think, is really when the window of maximum danger picks up because of two reasons. One, there's an election in Taiwan in January of 2024. And then the other thing that's happening in 2024 is we'll have our own presidential election here in the United States, and that's going to be a knockdown, dragout fight. We're going to be politically distracted. So the reality is we don't know when and if she is going to launch an invasion, but we have to move with a sense of urgency. We have to move heaven and earth to arm Taiwan to the teeth because we don't want Taiwan's future to become Ukraine's present. All right, interesting perspective there. I don't agree with the, everything that the representative said there. Uh, some of those I think were too sweeping, a little too far. So so the interesting thing to me, and I think that we all have to think again about, one, what was China's perspective coming in and going out? Uh, if it was a mistake, fine. But what did they learn? They're always learning. Uh, it's This is a game of chess. It might even be three-dimensional chess. And I think China moved through and navigated things in a pretty interesting way. Uh, I think uh, Senator Rubio got it the most right over the weekend in saying, look, this is this is really a test. China's really testing. How do we respond? How do we deal with new information? How do we deal with multiple uh, angles of things coming out? How do we communicate that to the American people? How's that communicated to our allies around the world? I think there were a lot of things that, quite frankly, China learned that we didn't learn as we were watching the balloon uh, traverse across the country. And again, I don't think it was necessarily about the balloon or what it may have been doing or not doing as it floated its way across the country. So so now the question then becomes, let's get to the back end of the story. And that is now what happens as it relates to China. China is in desperate need of some good PR, both at home and abroad. Uh, they were really looking forward to the conversations with the Secretary of State and paving the way for a beautiful photo op moment of President Biden and President Xi, uh, which the President Xi needs internally. Uh, they've got some real struggles inside of China, and he's trying to navigate all of that. Uh, and that's no easy thing. They're dealing with some really hard economic issues. They've still got wide outbreaks of COVID-19 and the pandemic. Uh, they, have, they have a lot of things they're trying to deal with, and they're being isolated a little bit more on the world stage. So they need that moment. So I do think it was significant that China immediately came out and apologized. That's something that the, the Chinese government just does not do, but they did it. So now the question for the Biden administration will become, what levers do we have and what levers do we deploy? And whether that's dealing, we talked, uh, I've been talking earlier in the day today about uh, fentanyl, 
those ingredients are all coming from China. Uh, we should have a real serious conversation about that prior to any meeting of the Secretary of State or the President. I think that's real crucial. Uh, you can have a lot of the uh, things relating to uh, intellectual property rights, all of those components, uh, human rights, religious liberty. Uh, there's a host of things that we can get to and that we should get to uh, if we get past the headlines of just the balloon. Uh, and so all of this, as we watch this play forward, uh, yes, it was a spy balloon. And yes, it's clear that they have been spying on us as we have been spying on them. But I think the bigger question, the beyond the headlines, the think again moment, is what did China learn about the United States resolve, our ability to defend our own airspace and our willingness to communicate to our own people and to the world? Those are all important things that China learned from the balloon. It'll be interesting to see what the U.S. learns and what we do next. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.